This is money line. This is money line. This is money line. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by Klein's Jewelry. My Bookie and Sky Wonder Pyrotechnics. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world! Week one is here. Moneyline, another edition of Houston's biggest, baddest fantasy and football gambling show. In studio with my man, my partner in grind. You can find this work at Jordan PFX on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? It's finally here. Football season is upon us, my man. I'm hyped. You behind the glass, the one in charge of making us sound good. The one that keeps the jams going for the next two hours of your morning. Cam going on fellas it's football sunday we're here baby it is on and we are also going to be joined by andrew a little later in the show so get ready for that he's going to give us a look at some of the injuries that you guys might want to be paying attention to today because guess what we have real games to bet on we have real fantasy starts to make and if you know anything about fantasy football and gambling you know Week one's tough, man. There's not a whole lot of information to go on, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think this preseason that we just had was maybe the the worst as far as giving you information for the season. I don't remember a preseason ever where I got as little out of it. So it's going to be especially challenging. That's why you're listening to us. We're going to try and help navigate you through that today. So what do you got, Jerry? How you feeling, my man? I'm feeling good, especially with the guest that we'll, we'll be having in this hour. He, his name is Josh. He goes by Josh ADHD on Twitter. He uh, he's, he works for Fantasy Insiders as well as Rotter Grinders. He's going to come on, and he'll be giving us the inside track to what to do in the DFS world this week. So if you also have season-long questions as far as starts and sits or anything that you want to shoot at him, go ahead and give him a call. It'll be around the 40 uh, minutes of this hour, so the third segment. Uh, be aware of that. He's ready, ready to take calls. Yeah, around 1040, guys. Get that in. He's going to help you with your DFS, whether you're playing in a smaller little league or you're playing in a big tournament. He'll give you some tips on on how to how to maximize your plays there. So I'm looking forward to that. I just filled out a DraftKings lineup for myself, Jerry. So I, I got a good feel kind of for, for who I like, who I want to fade. So I'm excited, man. I got some real stuff to watch today. That's That's what I'm pretty pumped about. I'm pumped about the show, the the amount of people that showed up for the draft on Tuesday. Wow. Aren't you? I mean, we had people come out from Beaumont. Uh, shout out to that listener. He came all the way from Beaumont with his son just to draft. We had over 35, 40 people somewhere around that range. Just money liners just coming out. Wanted them talk to us. Wanted to shake hands. And we really appreciate you guys showing up. Yeah, no doubt about it. We also want to thank St. Arnold's for having us out there. Yeah, that it was, was wonderful. Yeah, it was really great. We got really fortunate with the weather. It was it's like 75, 80 degrees, sunshine out. It was it was perfect, man. Well, let's get into some football, right? That's what we're all here for. That's what we woke up for this Sunday morning extra early. So let's go around the league. Around the league. 
around the NFL. What's happening? As always, every week we'll have our fantasy expert as far as injuries, and his name is Andrew Carlson. You can find him on Twitter at HypedUpAndrew. What's up? What's up, guys? I mean, it's a, it's a great day to be alive. It's Sunday. It's football Sunday. The season started. It doesn't get much better than this, does it? No, it doesn't. But right now, people are just scrambling around. You know, these two hours leading up to kickoff, Josh, I think we spoke about it on the first show. It's what do you technically do when you get up on a Sunday morning even now that you have a show before you head up here, what's your Sunday morning like? You know, and I went through that routine this morning. I get up, I check the latest news, I go to Twitter, the Adam Schefters of the world, Ian Rappaport, I, I see what they have going on, uh, I go to Pro Football Talk. I just I just want to know the latest information, anything before kickoff. I'll, the weather, that's a big thing. I think the weather could be a big issue with the Steelers-Browns game, something to pay attention to. And mostly with weather, the thing you're worried about the most is wind. You know, it's it's not as much the rain or snow. I know we're probably not going to have any of that, but it's usually the wind that you really have to worry about because from you know passing game, the kicking game can really, and especially around thirty miles per hour. When you see thirty per thirty miles per hour winds, that's when you got to start being a little nervous. Yeah, for sure. Andrew, what do you got from the injury world? Um, well, it's week one, so there's not a whole lot going on in the injury world. I'll just go through the position groups real quick, fire off some stuff. What I've seen going on across Twitter, across the league, and what's happening. Uh, heading into this week. So obviously at the QB position group, you've got Carson Wentz and the issues he had. We touched on him pretty heavily last week. So anyone who listens to the show, you guys know where we stand on him. It's looking like it's going to be at least a few more weeks before he comes back to the action. But outside of that, there's not really a whole lot going on in the QB group. And going into the running backs again, there's not a whole lot going on. Sony Michelle is questionable. But if you're relying on him coming into week one, I think something went wrong with your draft, if I'm being completely honest. He's the type of guy that you're looking for later in the season. But right now, you just you just don't need to rely on him. And he's going to be questionable. I doubt that he gets any significant amount of carries if he does play this week. They've got three other running backs that are healthy and slated to be active coming into week one. So I'd stay away from him. And outside of that, you've got Marlon Mack on the Colts. He's questionable with a hamstring injury. But again, he's a guy that... You know, you really didn't want to be relying on that type of player heading into the season. So there's not really much going on in terms of big big names with injuries. Marshawn Lynch showed up on um, a small injury report earlier this week, but he's off the injury report heading to the weekend. So there's no concern with him. He's going to be suited and booted, ready to go. And then moving on to the wide receiver group, this is the one group that's really got any sort of concern for me. Um Man, Devontae Parker looks like he's going to be out for the Miami Dolphins. That's a shock. He's dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) So he had a broken finger. He's not going to make it back for week one. But for anyone who owns Kenny Stills, that's really good news. He's owned in 76% of these ESPN leagues. And I think right now he's going to be a pretty decent wide receiver three flex play. I don't know what you think, Josh, but he's going to see an uptick in volume from me. What does that say in my DraftKings lineup right there? It it looks like you got Kenny Stills. So we're on the same page on that one. Yeah, It looks like he's going to be a pretty good value if you're playing daily fantasy. Or if, if you're desperate for a wide receiver three or flex in your fantasy league, slot him in there. I think he's going to have a pretty decent day. And the other two guys that I'm worried about right now is one, uh, Jermaine Curse. Off the Jets, he's doubtful with an abdominal injury that he picked up in late August, I believe. So, eh, he's he, he's he's basically not going to play. It's, uh, it's it's not confirmed yet, but it's basically confirmed that he's not going to play. And he play, he's playing Monday night, so you've got a little time to wait on that one. 
But someone you can pick up instead of him is uh, Quincy Inunua. He's only owned in 9% of ESPN leagues right now. And Sam Darnold, it's going to be his first start over there for the Jets. You know he's going to be looking to any sort of familiar face he can find in his first NFL start. So there's potential to see a decent amount of volume there. And the last guy that I'm worried about is uh, Will Fuller here in Houston. Man, it's, it's not looking good for him. Last night we got started getting some news coming out that He's going to be a game-time test, but it's really, really not looking good for him. He's questionable, but I think it's, at this point, heading trending more towards doubtful than questionable. And if he's in your leagues and you've got him in the lineup, I'd take him out right now as a precaution because, let's say even if he does play, you know how finicky hamstring injuries are. What's the chance that you know he tries to really turn it loose running down the sideline in that first series, and all of a sudden he tweaks that hamstring and he's out for the rest of the game. He's someone that I just would absolutely stay away from this week. Yeah, there's a lot of downside with him. The good news is if you do want to play Will Fuller, it's a noon kickoff, so you're going to know if he's going to be active or not. But as Andrew just alluded to, he could tweak it and be out after the first series. And, you know, week one, you don't want to get killed, you know, (laughs) with the guy leaving the game right away. So probably better to be a little cautious and, you know, see how he does in practice this week and maybe use him a little later in the season. The winner here is Bruce Ellington, I believe, yeah. because it looked like that's who the guy that Watson trusts. You know what I mean? He went to him in the in the red zone. He, he uses him there. Last year when Fuller was gone, he had many, many looks. But the only thing is he only topped 60 yards one time. Yeah, that's true. I think Ryan Griffin's another guy that could, you know, get a few more targets this week if, if Fuller's not going to go. Uh, Patriots, they can have some issues against tight ends. So, you know, Hopkins is going to get a lot of attention. And the totals got, it, it was at 51. I saw it move down slightly uh, in the last few days, but when it's set at 51, you're expecting points. We know what we saw last year's matchup. We know that Watson can score on any defense, especially that one, which I think it's in question. And that's what we need to see today. I want to see what Patriots were getting on both sides of the ball. No, I'm with you. They're they're not great at rushing the passer, so I think Watson's going to have some time, even though the offensive line isn't that great. I do worry that the Patriots aren't really all that fast, but they are big and strong. I'm afraid that might overwhelm our offensive line a little bit. They're obviously not great, so that's something to keep an eye on. And I could see, I kind of like Lamar Miller as a running back, too, this week. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, without that deep threat with Wolf Fuller, look for a lot of dump-offs to to Lamar Miller. Because Lamar Miller had his best games last year when Deshaun Watson played. So I think those two are going to knock it up a little bit this week. No doubt. I mean, I, I I don't love him. You know, it's Lamar Miller. <laughs> you know, let's be honest. But I think the the sheer volume, I think, will probably get him there today against the Patriots. So as a running back, too, I think you can feel comfortable. Go ahead and, and starting him this week. You want to talk anytime to us during the show, 713-780-ESPN. Or you can tweet us at Moneyline975. And we'll be happy to get to any of your questions. If you have any last-minute starts or sits, shoot it at us. Yeah, no doubt. And, guys, we know this is a tough week. It's week one. So if you need any help, we'll try and guide you through it the best way we can. Uh, in general, try and start your studs week one. Don't get cute you yeah, know, playing matchups this early. That's when you can really cost yourself. You know, If you took a guy in the third round, there's a reason you took him in the third round. Get him in your lineup. And that's the thing. If you Let's say you went out and grabbed one of these three top three tight ends. You know what I mean? And it, it, you obviously went outside of the box, and you knew that the drop-off from there was significant, so you grabbed one early. You had to grab whether it was Ertz, Gronk, or Kelsey. So 
I know their matchups not might be ideal from week to week, but it, once you reach out that far and grab one of these guys, then you have to go ahead and start them. And that's what you got yourself into when you wasted a top five pick on one of these tight ends. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt about it. You're, you're playing those studs. And uh, there's also some, some other injury stuff. Looks like Delaney Walker is going to be good to go. So if you drafted him, you can go ahead and fire away with him. I think he's got a nice matchup. But we've got a lot more to get to, guys. We're up against it. We're going to hit a break. We will be right back. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN. 97.5. When me and my crew was all about this rapper from New Orleans singing, walking like a man. Finger on the trigger. I got money in my pocket. I'm a uptown town. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. Have a special night or event coming up? Well, why not add some spectacle and magic to your event with Skywonder Pyrotechnics? Whether it's a wedding, gender reveal, surprise engagement, or anniversary, Nick and his team at Skywonder Pyrotechnics have the tools, expertise, and the fireworks to light up your special event. They've done major shows all across Texas, and now they want to bring the show to you. So call Skywonder Pyrotechnics today at 281-393-2500. Mention you heard them on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Skywonder Pyrotechnics. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-ESPN is the number if you want to get in on here. At any time during the next two hours to talk anything related, fantasy or gambling, that we're here to talk about anything that it is that your heart desires. No doubt, Jerry. In the last segment, we got into some of the injury situations, and we'll keep hitting on that as the inactives come in a little bit later in the day. So right now, we're going to jump around the AFC and kind of look at some of these games. Uh, We'll start with the Texans and the Patriots kicking off at noon, and uh, we'll start with the Texans side of the ball. I mean, you're starting to Hopkins. That's a no-brainer. We just mentioned Lamar Miller, number two running back, or a flex. I think we're we're both okay with him. Um, as far as, you know, maybe you go Ryan Griffin, just throwing a dart at tight end. Maybe if you went really cheap in a DFS, you, maybe you look at him. But I, I think on the Patriots side of the ball, you know, you're starting Brady. I love Chris Hogan this week. I think he's a like a top 12 play at receiver. I think Jonathan Joseph, a lot of our corners have some difficulty with receivers of size. You know, Hogan's about 6'1", and he ran a 4'5", so he's, he, he can run a little bit too. So I, I think Hogan has a nice game. And uh, the other one I really like, and I wrote a sports map article this week called Under the, Under the Radar Players for Week 1, and uh, – I picked James White. I love him this week. I think he's, you know, yeah. especially in a PPR, I think he's going to catch a lot of passes. And, you know, with the, the Patriots are a little shallow at wide receiver right now with Edelman being out. So I could see their running backs catching some passes. Rex Burkhead, too. And I like uh, DeAndre Hopkins quite a bit for the reason that the Patriots allowed the fourth most points to the position last year, 35.7 a game to the unit. The only problem with Hopkins is this. We know that Belichick likes to – he'll take away your best uh, option, your best weapon. Whenever Hopkins has played the Patriots in the past, he's finished 33rd, 47th, 46th, and 38th. So, wow. th- yeah, those numbers are kind of alarming. I mean, the last matchup he saw, uh, we saw 69 total points, 813 yards of, of offense in, in their matchup. But Hopkins only had seven for 76, you know, so – 
what is it like what are we looking for for Hopkins because he carries this high price tag first in DFS and obviously he's a must start but does he end up top three this week I think maybe Fuller being out helps him I know Fuller's a guy that takes attention away and that could hurt him in some aspect but I think he's going to get more targets because I think Deshaun's going to be looking for him even more this week than normal so as Jerry was saying, you know, he's a guy that you're definitely starting in a year-long league, but, you know, maybe in DFS there might be some better options. Facing the Patriots, I think that they're going to use, obviously, we, the tight end position is going to, I think is what's going to hurt the Texans. That's what they're going to have to try to stop because their receiver options don't really scare me much, honestly. Other than Hogan, I think that James White might be the leading target guy today. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, Obviously, I'm going to be firing him up on DFS everywhere because just, I mean, his PPR value is is what's going to stick him out. No doubt about it. I, I think he's going to have a nice game. I think on the other side of the ball, stopping Gronk is going to be a big issue for the Texans. I, I know that's pretty obvious, but I think it's interesting because we have some new safety play this year, right? We, you know, we got the Honey Badger. You know, is Kareem going to be out there? Will they use the rookie Justin Reed on him? We saw him struggle with Kelsey a little bit in that preseason game, but he can run, and that's definitely something. You know, Gronk's big, but he, he can also run. So it'll be interesting to see how they go after Gronk if, if they double him. Remember a couple of years ago they put A.J. Bouye um, wow. on, uh, on Kelsey, I believe, and he did a really nice job. Um, so, but we don't have H.U. Bouye anymore, so it'll be interesting to see how the Texans try and stop the elite tight end from the Patriots. And also, a player I'll have my eye on is Kevin Johnson, uh, who finished dead amongst uh, qualified cornerbacks, according to PFF. And then you have 34-year-old Jonathan Joseph on his last leg. So it's, it comes to a point where we know that the Patriots look different this year. They lost a lot of uh, weapons in the off season, you know what I mean? Who who would have thought that they wouldn't have Cooks, that they wouldn't have Amendola, you know what I mean? And their backfield is sketchy to say the the. I mean, we we that's another thing. What's going to happen in the Patriots backfield today? I, I think it's going to be a mix of Burkhead and James White. I think Burkhead's probably going to get the goal line. So I mean, I, I mean, I think that's and Burkhead's been banged up too. I mean, he's no lock. I mean, he's on track to play, but it's you know he's been a little injured. So I think it's a big day for James White and. Uh, and that's probably about it, man. I think we kind of covered all the angles as far as fantasy on this one. You're going to start a lot of your studs and the James Whites of the world, get them going in DFS. And I play him as a flex in a year-long league as well. We actually got some breaking news from this game. Breaking news. News flash. Hey, guys, just wanted to let you all know, this is from John McClain's Twitter account. Will Fuller is officially out this week. So that's go. that's official now. Obviously, we talked about not playing him at all, but he's a complete no-go this week. All right. Thank you, Andrew. So there you have it, guys. Will Fuller's out. Get him out of your lineups. And, hey, it's probably better anyway. If you're kind of worried about a guy before the game starts, you're better off finding another option. So go out there. Try and find another receiver or flex if, if you were looking to play Will Fuller. Um, you know, he's not somebody that you're, you were super excited to start this week. He was kind of a you know, a Hail Mary kind of type of play. You hope he catches that long pass. So anyway, let's move on here. We're going to go over to the Bengals and the Colts. We're going to try and hit the AFC, especially these noon games first. Um, let's start on the Colts side of the ball here. I think Andrew Luck's got a pretty good matchup there. I'm, I'm confident with him. You know, go ahead and get him in your lineup. If he's your number one quarterback, that's what you drafted him for. I think Eric Ebron is a guy that I'm really excited about at the tight end position this week is kind of a 
kind of a dart throw, but I'm firing him up in DFS on DraftKings. I, he's pretty cheap this week. And I think with Andrew Luck's arm issues, I think he's going to use the tight ends a lot. I don't think he's going to be pushing the ball down the field as much as he used to, especially early in the season as he's getting going. It's funny you yeah. say that because his average depth of target during the preseason was 5.7 yards. Wow. So, I mean, it plays perfect to what you're saying. They're not letting him just rip it like we used to see. And a dink and dunk offense for him is what it's looking like for yeah. now. And I mean, I hate to see it for Ty because he he he's that long ball guy. He's the guy that breaks those sixty seventy yarders, you know. And yep, a lot is to be said. With uh, we'll know a lot more after today's game with the uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, we will. And I I think in that same sentiment, I think Jack Doyle can be somebody that can be used as well. I, I know it gets a little scary saying two tight ends are relevant, but if you listen to the stat Jerry just gave you, these tight ends are going to be closer to the line of scrimmage. I think he's going to be targeting them a lot. And uh, the thing with Ebron is, is he actually had a pretty good game last year uh, against the Bengals. So, you know, he was on the, the Lions at that time. But, you know, it just, at the very end of last season, he had 83 yards and a touchdown. Eric Ebron did. So I, I could see maybe something similar this week. And then also the suspension of Vontes Perfect in the middle is going to yeah. play a big, big factor. Doyle last year with Brissett passing it went for 12 uh, catches, 121 and a touchdown. And you said Ebron did the same as well with a different team. So... That's somewhere you can hurt Cincinnati and look for luck to be exploiting that. No, no doubt about it. I think that's that's what you're going to want to do, especially in DFS. I, you know, like I said, I got Ebron in there. I hope he comes through for me. Let's flip to the other side of the ball. What about the Cincinnati Bengals? I mean, great matchup for AJ Green. You know, you're starting him no matter what. Um, I also think really nice spot here for Joe Mixon too. Don't you think? AJ Green has a weird. Uh, career history as far as his roads and home splits on the road. He's a six reception, 90 yard point six three touchdown guy on at home. He drops to 4.8 receptions and 70 yards. So I don't know if that has to do with game script. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe in away games where they're behind and he gets used more, but that's just something to keep your eye on. Now, Joe Mixon is somebody I've been extremely high on all year. Whenever he had his opportunity uh, starting those four weeks right before the injury uh, mid season, he, was dominating the touches in that in that backfield, and I think that he's the 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 ceiling is the sky for him. No doubt about it. I think Mixon's going to have a really nice year. And uh, finishing up on the Bengals, I think Tyler Eifert. If you're kind of desperate at tight end, it, it looks like he's finally healthy enough to go. So, and he's awesome when know. he's healthy. Yeah, Rob Gronkowski scores sixteen on sixteen percent of his catches. Eifert is a fifteen point seven kind of guy, so his touchdown rate is huge it's just about him being on the field it is and man Dalton loves looking for him in the end zone there's no doubt about that yeah if you're gonna go fantasy with these two teams it's a lot safer to go with Cincinnati because like Indianapolis gives up the 20 22nd most fantasy points to receivers they give up the 20 most fantasy points to tight ends 15th to running back so if you're gonna if you're gonna actually have some fantasy players in this matchup whether it's daily fantasy or year-long fantasy it's much better to go with the Cincinnati offense there you have it then uh Let's move on real quick uh, to the Bills and Ravens. Before we move on, let's touch on John Ross really quick right, because yeah, his speed. Got? And just uh, as far as him, he only caught four of his 13 preseason targets, but three of those were 20-plus yard gains, and we saw that 57-yard bomb where he he smoked the uh, Vontae Davis from the Bills. So at this point in this game, I feel there's going to be a couple of blown coverages, and I think that Ross might break a big one. He's, he's in the 3,500 range, I believe, on DraftKings. That's a steal. 
you know, and to kind of piggyback off of that, if, if you don't have Will Fuller today, John Ross might be a guy that you, you wow, slip yeah. in for him. You know what I mean? There's similar players kind of can make that big play and, you know, one bomb and they're gone. So if you're kind of you're looking for somebody to fill Will Fuller's spot, maybe John Ross is out there. You can pick him up and start and, him. This and week. Ross in, fa- in daily fantasy is less than 4,000. So that essentially allows you to get two top players because Ross is so cheap. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. All right, what do you got next? Uh, what game we touched? All right, let's go uh, real quickly because we're coming up here on a break, so let's hit real quick the Bills and the Ravens. As far as me, I'm not interested in any Bills except for Shady McCoy, and I don't really love him against this Ravens defense. Um, I mean, that's kind of really all I got on the Bills. On the Ravens side of the ball, I think you start Collins. I think he'll have a nice game. He has a nice matchup. And, uh, you know, you're probably rolling with Michael Crabtree if, if you, know, you took him as your number two receiver or your flex. The game carries a really, really low total. The Bills are on four straight up in the last four games on the road against the Ravens, and the total has gone under in six of the Bills' last seven road games. So when they on the road and Peterman's back there, I don't yeah. I don't trust anything from that side. And as far as the Ravens, I do like what they uh, did uh, acquiring those receivers, you know, with the Crabtree and John uh, Brown. But Buffalo got into the playoffs last year on defense and that game's going to be a low I see that game an ugly one of those 2013s you know and with that less of points being projected and I'm going to stay away yeah th- th- this game's going to get ugly it's going to be defense it's supposed to rain it's supposed to be muddy so if, if I'm going any type of fantasy I'm going running back especially Alex Collins who costs less than 6,000 in daily fantasy I'm not touching anybody on Buffalo with Peterman starting Shady McCoy's a little beat up so Definitely stick into just the run game, if anything, in this one. Yeah, you make a great point. Away from home, the Bills last year, they uh, or I'm sorry, just overall, they averaged 17.9 points a game and 300 total yards. Not 300 passing yards. Read, I had to read that two, three times. 300 total yards for a team that's got an implied total of 16 points today. I think uh, there's the under is a good bet, and we'll get that to uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. But what I want to get to now is where I will be betting that under. And you know, football season's here, so let's make these games interesting with my bookie. Just remember, when you're betting, it's just as important who you're betting on as just who you're betting with. My bookie is the online destination to get on all the actions on all today's games. Why? They're safe, reliable, and they've been in business for years. That's why I recommend them, Josh. I I've been playing in a lot of places. I've played you know five six seven offshore books in my life and i've never been treated the way that my bookie treats you the customer service is a one the payouts a one and that's what you mostly are looking for of uh, somebody that offers in-game live betting the most rewarding player perks in the business and for all us fantasy guys we can now bet the over under on how many fantasy points a specific player will have so right now go on your computer and google my bookie and get your account started if you start your account right now and you deposit Using the promo code RADIO, they will match you 100%. So deposit 200, they give you a free 200 to beat them with. Who does that? My bookie. Just Google my bookie. That's my bookie. And don't forget to use promo code RADIO when you create your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Hey. Hey. Blow up. Blow. I don't even understand how my blood talk. Oh. What? What? Pick him 
You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-ESPN is the number. Or you can reach us on Twitter at Moneyline97.5. We see your questions. We'll be getting to them shortly. But for right now... I want to introduce someone to you. I'm truly honored. I tell him all the time he's the he's the most underrated guy in this business. He contributes to Roto Grinders and Fantasy Insiders. You can find him on Twitter at Josh ADHD. My man Josh, tell the people what's up. Man, it's opening Sunday. I can't tell you how excited I am for some football today. Some live fire. It's finally here. Yeah, it's finally yeah. here, man. All this, all this intramural type football is finally out of our way, and I know you're a big uh, best ball drafter, and you have all those drafts ready to fire off. Yeah, man, I've been I've been hammering those things for like the last six months, so it's good to see those things get underway today too. All right, hey uh, Josh, uh, this is Josh Jordan. I wanted to ask you a couple questions this week, a little bit on on DFS. Uh, where are you with James Conner? Is that somebody where you, you want to take advantage of of that value? Or is that somebody maybe you want to fade because so many people are on him? And I meant, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think think it depends. Like, if you're playing cash games, it's really hard to turn down that price because there's not many guys that are going to see as many touches as we expect him to see as low as as he is priced this week. So cash, I think he's fine. Uh, You're going to run into him in pretty much every head-to-head that you're going to play, but there's no problem with that, in my opinion. But in tournaments, I think you want to fade him in tournaments. Just because of, you know the game has a lo- much lower total than it had you know a few days ago with the weather concerns, so the winds are going to be gusting up to 35 miles an hour. I saw earlier this morning. I just I tend to get out of those matchups and tournaments if I can, and, and try to find value somewhere else. Sticking to the theory of tournaments, this is something that I try to uh, hammer to the people on how to get uh, edge on these big fields. What is something that you look for when you're constructing your lineups to get the contrarian plays? What what is it that exactly that you point at? So the main thing I look for, I, I try to look for games that maybe have a middling total. And when I say middling, somewhere like 42 to 48, somewhere in there. And it, to me, that tells me that the books don't necessarily know if that game's going to go off or if it's going to be a low-scoring affair. But I, I try to look at those games, and I'm going to give you an example. Today is Washington and Arizona. And from the outset, you look at that game, you think it could be a low-scoring game because you think of Alex Smith, you think of Sam Bradford. But I think that game has the potential for both teams to get up into the upper 20s relatively easily and you know they're playing indoors which is good i mean we don't have to worry about any wind any weather any of that stuff and we know that both of those quarterbacks can produce offenses that score points uh relatively easily even though it's you know perceived as dink and dunk so i look for a game like that for a tournament play with players and i try to stack teams and stack players off of a game like that it's kind of out in the weeds as well right because it's a game that people aren't really nobody's really talking about it nobody's thinking about it and those type of games, they, they tend to produce, I think, a lot of really good tournament lineups at much lower cost and ownership than you'll see in, in most of the field. I actually went over an article a few weeks ago that 4x4 had, and it was uh, I think Evan Silva had talked about um, how most games that are totaled, oh, okay, half the games end up going over anyway. So targeting somebody for these games that are have a high total but that don't even reach that mark it's not you're not getting much of an edge there you know what i mean that the game actually has to surpass the total for you to be able to get the the players the peripheral stats that you're looking for 
Yeah, I agree with that 100. percent You know, again, it's it's you're you're drafting a player or you're you're you know you're owning a player at their perceived ceiling, and that's almost always a losing effort. So I think that's a very good way to look at that. We're on the line with Josh ADHD from Roto Grinders and Fantasy Insiders. We have a couple of callers right here that want to fire up some questions for you. So David, you're on money line. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? I had a, a couple questions about fantasy football. First, I have uh, Alfred Morris and Pierre Garcon. I know they're both not the best matchups, but I was wondering, it's a standard PPR league. I was wondering who you guys would start, as well as uh, Big Ben or Jared Goff. I know uh, Pittsburgh and the Browns are going to have some weather issues up there, so I wasn't sure what you guys think about that one either. Go ahead, John. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, I'll start with the quarterbacks first. I would definitely go with Goff over Roethlisberger this week. And, you know, there's a couple of concerns with Roethlisberger. Number one, historically, he has not played well in early kicks on the road. So, you know, with it being a 12 p.m. kick in Cleveland, and then you throw in, like, 30-mile-an-hour weather gusts, I'm off that passing game altogether. And then we look over at, you know, San Francisco, Minnesota. You talk about Garcon, you talk about Alfred Morris. I like Alfred Morris in this matchup. I think they'll be productive in the run game. It was uh, put out there this morning that he is likely to be the starter today and handle the bulk of the carries. I don't have any issue with him. Now, the only thing I would say about Morris is that he's typically not a pass catcher. So PPR league, you're, you're really hinging on Morris getting a touchdown. So that may give you a little bit of apprehension there. Garshawn, I like Garshawn a lot this week. And I think the, the hinge point there is going to be if Garshawn is covered by Xavier, uh, Xavier Rhodes or if he's covered by Trey Wayne. Yeah. That could make or break his week. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you said. We have another caller that wants to talk fantasy quarterbacks. Giovanni, what's going on? Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, I have Patrick Mahomes and I also have Andy Dalton. Which one do you guys like more? You know, personally, I, I think I like Dalton more this week. Dalton's playing indoors. I think that's a good thing. And we saw this uh, in the preseason, Indianapolis had a relatively weak pass defense. You know, teams didn't have too much issue moving the ball through the air on them. Um, you know, we saw some good things out of John Ross in the preseason. We saw a little bit out of Tyler Boyd. Tyler Eifert also appears to be healthy. So I just think there's a lot of good going on in the Cincinnati offense right now that I have no issue starting Dalton this week. And uh, Josh, I had one for you. This is kind of a, a DFS type question. As, as far as strategy, I like to get a really cheap quarterback if I can. And I've got Case Keenum locked in for 5,100 this week. Uh, what do you think of him this week? And is, are there any other cheap quarterbacks you think could be a strong play? I love Keenum this week. In fact, he's, he's my cash quarterback going into this week, and I have him stacked with Emmanuel Sanders. I just I really like that stack. They were productive in the preseason. And I think that they're going to be able to move the ball on Seattle today through the air. So other cheap quarterbacks I looked at this week, uh, before the weather became a little bit of a concern, I was looking at Joe Flacco. I think Joe Flacco's got a really good set of weapons around him now. I think Baltimore's going to be a much better team than they were last year. So I thought that he was a good option at, at you know, cheap quarterback. One of the other guys I was looking at was Sam Bradford. And I mentioned him earlier a few minutes ago. I think Bradford at 5,200 on DraftKings, I think he's a really, really super bargain for the production that he can give you. You know, especially in a cash lineup, you know, you need 10 points out of him to make value. I think he potentially could put up 20 points today. Working with David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, and even if they mix in some Christian Kirk and Chad Williams, there's just there's a lot of productivity that can be had for Bradford today. 
We were talking to Josh from Fantasy Insiders and Roto Grinders. Josh, I know your Sunday mornings are super hectic, so that's why I try to get you on here early. I really, really appreciate you coming on here and giving the people some of your insights. No problem, man. It's a, it's a joy to join you guys. I appreciate you having me on. We'll uh, we'll try to get you uh, to get back on here sometime during the uh, season for the people. But until then, man, you keep grinding, and you uh, I really mean it when you're the most underrated guy in this industry. Well, I appreciate it, man. It's, uh, you guys have a good Sunday. Hope you make some money. Hope everybody makes a little money today. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It. Good luck. Peace out, Josh. All right. Cheers. Thanks, fellas. All right, guys, uh, we're up against it. Got some good info for you there. We're going to come back with a lot more, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Yeah, my club, yeah, fur came off a belt, yeah, yeah. Triple homicide, put me in a chair, yeah, Triple across the plug, we do not play fair, yeah. God, got them tickets. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. Get out the way, get out the way, yeah. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Skywonder Pyrotechnics. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-ESPN is the number. At Moneyline 97.5 on Twitter if you want to get at us with any kind of questions. Last segment... It was wonderful. We got into deep, deep analysis on these DFS players, and Josh ADHD from Fantasy Insiders and Rotor Grinders came on and gave us some. That was magic. Yeah, he, he's fantastic, guys, and we're going to try and, and have him back as often as we can this year to try and help you guys out because, hey, that's what we love to do. We like to work with talented people, see what they think, bounce it off our ideas, and when you find a consensus across a bunch of quality people that know what they're talking about, those are the plays that you love to fire on because you know other experts see the game the way you see it. It looks like we have a question on uh, Flex Picks on the PPR League. Justin, you're on Monday Line. Hey, good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for taking my call. Um, so my question was, I'm in a half-point PPR league, and I wanted to know whether I should start, start Jamal Williams from Green Bay, or if I should start Allen Robinson from Chicago. Currently, I have Jamal Williams, but I'm not too sure against that. Uh, now, they have Khalil Mack in Chicago. I'm not really too sure who to start between those two. Uh, I'll go first. For me, uh, it's it's Williams. I love him this week. I think he's a top 12 play at a running back, so that's where I would go. Me as well, as far as Williams. I think this is his moment to make an impact on that backfield. He knows it. Everyone in there knows it, and they're expecting it. They they want him to be that guy. He's the out of any of those guys they have in that backfield, he's the one that could truly run it three times, you know, three downs. Now, Aaron Jones, he's he's the breakout. He he has the elusiveness, but I think Jamal Williams is more the better uh, the better inside the tackles guy. Yeah, and remember with uh with Jones, he's suspended for the first two games of the season. So Williams is gonna get a lot of work today. And yeah. the other one was Allen Robinson, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And we have a lot to see there still. I mean, the thing about the Bears that I wanted to touch on a little bit was you saw what they went vanilla on, on week three of the preseason, right? So the way their coach is said to be tricky with things, 
And at this point, they said that he, uh, I was reading a lot that he didn't want to show his schemes because his stuff is actually, uh, it's, it's complex. It's stuff that he ran in, uh, in Kansas City. It's stuff that he's, he's done. Everyone knows that his stuff is, is, is complex style offense, and he didn't want to show his hand. Supposedly, they were content with what they had learned from the offense and training camp. They ran out, uh, was it Chase Daniels, came out there looking like Joe Montana, and and then and, and that's a wrap. Now we we come into this week not knowing what Allen Robinson is, but if he can go back to what he was at one point in his career and everything's going to favor him to do so in this offense, then, I mean, I, I love him this year. But as far as week one, I do stick with Jamal Williams, but let's keep Allen Robinson on your radar because he it's it, in the first three weeks we'll find out who he's going to be in, in this offense. That's yeah, what's big. Keep in mind, Allen Robinson's coming off a major, major injury. Mitchell Trubisky's a rookie, so you know that they're going to run a ton with Cohen and with Howard. And not to mention with, with Williams, yeah, Chicago brought in Khalil Mack, but it's a whole different system defensive-wise for Khalil Mack, so we don't know how on point he's going to be. So just because they got Mack doesn't mean any reason for you know Williams to not have a big game. So I'm with you guys. If I'm picking between those two, it's definitely Williams. Yeah, uh, me too. I'm just... The Bears make me a little nervous because I haven't seen it yet. That's all it is. I I want to actually see their real offense in a real game, and uh, so that's I'd rather go with Williams. I think I think he's going to be really good play this week. I don't think he'll be an average play. I I'm thinking around a hundred yards and a touchdown. And the thing with Allen Robinson, you ask yourself, will the offense allow him to be special? But then you tell you ask yourself, what was Jacksonville? Was that something that you looked at as a special passing offense? Because in 2015 and 16, he had over 150 targets both seasons with 15 having that 1,400 yards and those 14 TDs. So it doesn't require him to have that special of an offense for him to make an impact. It's about him being out there. And out of his four years, he's only played two full seasons. So, Yeah, and he's not the fastest guy in the world before his knee went out. He was kind of a Des Bryant-type receiver. So I, I just want to see how he comes back. I mean, I know guys come back from ACLs quicker now, but he is a wide receiver. And, you know, Trubisky, it's, it's only his second year, so he's – you know, you're not super excited about him like like people are about Deshaun Watson, even though they were taken this, you know, within a few spots of each other in the same draft. So yeah, roll with Williams. I think that's the play for you. And uh, what you got for us? Breaking news. News flash. What's up, guys? This just came across the desk while y'all were in the break. Josh Gordon is not going to start. He's going to play, but he is not going to start. They're afraid of his hamstring with the slippery field and the bad weather they're going to have out there in the game today. So if you're banking on him as a big boom play this week, tread very, very carefully. Ooh, that's interesting. And, you know, not just the slippery field of him hurting himself, but also for game flow, right? I was a little worried the weather would impact the passing game, and now you have to worry about are they going to play him as much? That that makes me really nervous so I, I you know DFS no thanks on Josh Gordon there's better options and I, I don't know that's kind of risky if you're starting him and you don't know how much he's gonna play in week one but you probably had to spend a third or a fourth round pick on him Jerry I know you took him in our draft just the other night as a Josh Gordon owner hearing that how are you gonna how are you gonna put your lineup together with this news makes me want to go back to sleep honestly this <laughs> I mean, there was so many concerns when you drafted him, but where I drafted in that specific draft was uh, in the top of the, the the first three picks. So I knew that I had to go out on a limb and get him because it, by the time he came back, he wasn't going to be there. Now, I might have made a mistake and took him over Landry, which I might regret that later on, but 
for now, I wanted the big play receiver, the 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 banger, and that's what I thought I was going to get. Now, the Steelers' defense as far as wide receivers, they were a top-10 defense as far as points allowed with only 20.8, uh, 28.7 to the position weekly. So that's something to monitor. But with the weather being bad, and if they are going to integrate any kind of passing game, I, I look for it to be short. And when that short passing game is going to benefit uh, Jarvis Landry. That's true. And if you are playing DFS, just to give you an idea, Josh Gordon's coming in at about 5800 bucks on DraftKings. Right around him, you can get Juju uh, Smith-Schuster for 5900 I mean, once again, that's bad weather, so tread lightly. Demarius Thomas, you can get for 5700 He's got the Seattle this week, which, you know, that's not a terrible matchup, I don't think. And you can also go for Corey Davis for 5600 And Tennessee, they're going to be playing the Miami Dolphins. Um, so that's kind of your option right there. I, I think maybe... Maybe Demarius Thomas would be the first guy I would go with. Typically, it would be Juju, but just because of the weather, um, that worries me a little bit. So I'd probably go Demarius Thomas in that that price range. But if weather was not a, an issue, uh, Juju would definitely be the guy for me. I think I think he's going to have a great year. Yeah, he's going to fill that Martavius Bryant role over there. We got a question from Twitter. PPR League, should I start Hogan or Connor in my flex? Oh, man, that is really tough. I love both of these guys this week. I really do. But I'm probably I'm probably going to lean towards Connor. Once again, man, this it's a broken record with this weather in Cleveland, but that means I think they're going to run the ball a lot. And if they're going to run the ball a lot, I think he's going to get to 100 yards, and I think he'll get in the end zone. I think Hogan's going to have a nice game, but I think Connor's a little safer. And when we think about Connor, let's think about who he really is. He was a first round talent outside of, you know, him having the cancer problems and stuff and uh shout out for him to beating that. So what is Connor? And we're going to get to see that. Are, is he going to be a 20 uh, carry guy? That's yet to be known. But the thing that hurts him is he's not that uh, important as far as the passing game. And that's where Le'Veon Bell shined. So Today, we're going to see uh, end of between the tackles runner getting, you know, his three, four yards of carry, and hopefully he could get in the end zone if you decide to start him at that flex. I'm with you, and I did like to see in the preseason that they split him out a little bit, trying to, you know, throw the ball to Connor. You know, like you said, he's no Le'Veon Bell, but maybe he can do that a little bit. So let's hope that's the case because, you know, that question was about PPR, so you definitely want those catches. We got another question. I got to start two, Saquon Barkley. Alex Collins, Royce Freeman, Jamal Williams, James White, or James Conner? Obviously, I know uh, off the top, if you pick, we said about not getting cute and anything like that. If you took Barkley, which obviously that was your first round pick, Barkley has to go. So the question here is, who would you be your RB2? Collins, Freeman, Williams, White, or Conner? I'm going back to Conner. Yeah, and, and that seems to be the popular choice this week, but... With all with good merit because we know that the weather's going to be bad and I hate to keep leaning on that but also the total's not high they're gonna I mean that's it he's Connor to pay off as far as what his ownership will be though that's what I was telling Josh on the break with the high ownership on him because his price is so low expect him to have to get at least I mean we're talking about. 18 to 20 fantasy points to make it worth it to be able to separate yourself uh, self from the field and pay off for going out and getting him. Yeah, I'm with you. And I like Alex Collins this week, too. I, I think he's a good play. Um, but I think Connor's going to get more work. The Ravens' backfield, I'm still like, are they going to use Buck Allen? You know, how much is Collins going to catch passes? Um, they like Buck Allen more than I do. So they, they still give him the ball a little bit. So, yeah, I think you go with Connor there. I think that's the play. And it uh, looks like uh, we have a call here, Jerry. You want to take uh, Holly's call? 
Nope. All right. I think they hung up. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's do a little more DFS before we hit the break. We only got about a minute left. Jerry, is there anybody this week in DFS that you're really excited about? Just like I'm, I'm putting this guy in all my lineups. Is there anybody like that for you this week? No, he won't be in all my lineups by any means, but Mike Gillisley, for the price that he's going at, right? And this is another one of those extremely cheap plays. It's a the biggest spread of the of the of the weekend. If the Saints get up in the fourth quarter, how many touches does Gillisley get? You know what I mean? If Kamara never surpassed 15 carries last year in any game, how many are they going to give him today? I, we know Ingram's gone. So who is that guy? Because whenever Gillisley came from Buffalo over to the Patriots, they were looking to replace LeGarrette Blunt because coming off the, I think, 16 touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, they saw an opportunity with what Gillisley was in Buffalo. So they brought him over, but he never ended up panning out to be that. Now he gets over here, he gets a, a chance, another shot at four weeks of being that guy to get the, Kamara, if you think about him, you don't think about him being a goal line back. So that those carries have to go to, to someone. And once the Saints open up to the lead, hopefully, then that's when they'll lean on Gillis Lee to keep Kamara fresh. And the last time I remember really, really talking about Gillis Lee, it was the opener last year, right? Didn't he score yeah. three or four touchdowns? <laughs> yeah. You know, something like that. So maybe he is just a week one darling. So there you go, guys. Maybe Gillis Lee might be a sleeper for you this week. Uh, looks like we're up against it here for the break. Um, we're going to be back. We have the Gal Media All-Star Pick'em segment coming up. You're not going to want to miss that. If you missed any of our, our takes from earlier in the show, go to Podcast Arena, Moneyline 97.5. If you have a Twitter question for us, we're going to try and hit as many of those as we can for you guys week one. Follow us at Moneyline 97.5. I am at Josh. I am Josh Jordan. You can follow me at Jordan PFX and at Jerry Bow Knows. So you can hit us at all those spots. You can also call 713-780-3776. You are listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Suckers think you're tripping with, yes, I'm the boss. 745, white on white, that's Rick Ross. ESPN 97.5. 97.